podcasts are awesome. And I know you love them too, or you wouldn't be here right now. But have you ever thought about starting your own? Don't worry, you don't have to be a techie, but you do need a bit of guidance so you don't make costly mistakes. My name is Sunny, and I've been podcasting for a long time. I've launched more than 15 profitable podcasts, and I'm the founder of the Independent Podcast Network. My online course, How to Launch Your Profitable Podcast in 30 Days, gives you the keys to the five P's of podcasting, which is everything you need to launch and grow a successful podcast. You get unlimited access to more than 35 videos and dozens of handouts. And when you purchase my course, you're also supporting this awesome podcast because they're getting 50% of the money when you use their special link. How cool is that? Let me help you get started with your podcast. Go to podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. That's podcastsareawesome.com slash fashion. Hip-hop is my style. I love hip-hop culture. I love hip-hop fashion. I love hip-hop music, and that was my motivation, and my style aesthetic always includes elements of hip-hop culture, no matter what it is, even if it's a red carpet or something conservative, there's still that hip-hop touch, and it has heavily influenced my life. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Now it's time for my favorite segment where we get to hear from you, our listeners, about your favorite fashion moments. Thank you, Kirsten Holtz Naeem, for creating the Black fashion space for designers and fashion aficionados, also known as a Fashion Moment podcast. My favorite moment of the show is when Jetta Khan spoke of the direction he feels fashion should be taking in this new age. When he said designers should be focused on making niche offerings that are unique, one-of-a-kind creations that are not mass-produced, I drank every word of the spilt tea. I live for your Valley Girl accent and your contagious laugh. Brava to you, Miss Kirsten. Looking forward to more episodes and continued success. Love at Styly Forever. Misa Hilton is a living fashion legend who defined the hip hop era and continues to shape fashion and culture through her creative vision. Misa is the master architect behind the style of hip hop and R&B greats like Mary J. Blige, Jodeci, and Little Kim, to name a few. She is the founder of the Misa Hilton Fashion Academy, a global creative partner at MCM Worldwide, a certified life coach, an amazing mother, and just a dope human being. Literally everyone that has ever mentioned her name only has positive things to say and often leave inspired. And in fashion and entertainment, that speaks volumes about her lovable personality, character, and impeccable talent. We all must bow and respect the architect of style, Misa Hilton. 
thank you so much for being on a fashion moment. And what I always love to do, you know, we know who you are, but for those who may not know, you know, how did you become a stylist and, you know, this amazing style architect, like transforming culture, essentially? Like, how did this happen? Um, It happened pretty organically. I was at the right place at the right time, um, which was Uptown Records. I was dating Sean Combs um, in the early 90s, and he had just went from intern to A&R. And I was right there when it was time to create the image and style for Jodeci, which was his first act as an A&R. Wow insane and and they were just like hey well first of all you've always had fabulous style since day one so they were like okay let's ask the most stylish person in the room (laughs) to help these folks out me so what you doing (laughs) that is so cool I love it so like was it just like a and just like a hey like we like what you're doing like keep doing it Uh well yeah, well, I, I have been styling my friends and family since junior high school. And um, I used to actually do hair. I didn't have a license, but I was naturally good at hairstyling. I could cut hair, dye hair, you name it, I could do it. And so I have been, you know, creating looks for my family members and friends since I was very young. And when I was at Uptown Records, I had a strong um, fashion sense and sense of style, which Andre Harrell loved. Yes, and um, Andre. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Andre, yes. And so I was just, you know, I would hang out at Uptown Records after school and I was there just with the talent that was needed. So when it was time for Puffy to create the looks, I was right there and um, I would help him a lot with everything his task that he had in his new position. And so when it was time to bring this idea, which no one had done before, which was dressing R&B singers like hip hop stars. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, no, no one had done that before. So um, we had to sell the idea to Andre Harrell together. And he brought me in the room for that meeting. And so that was my first experience. That's amazing. You know, I'm curious, how did hip hop overall sort of inspire your own personal style in your life Mm. hip-hop is my style i love hip-hop culture i love hip-hop fashion um i love hip-hop music and that is that was my motivation and my style aesthetic always includes um elements of hip-hop culture no matter what it is even if it's a red carpet or something conservative there's still that hip-hop touch and um it has heavily heavily influenced my life I love it. How how would you define those hip hop elements? Like, what do they say? Um, the a hoop earring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nameplate nail, necklace, y'all. Nameplate necklace. Yes. <laughs> Nameplates, hoop earrings, gold jewelry, um, an element of streetwear. Even if it's a dressy look, bangles. Yeah. Lots of them. Rings. Um, the hairstyle. Everything uh, is black fashion, black culture, and hip hop culture for me, and I've stayed true to that aesthetic for the last thirty years. Uh, wow. It's very, it's very popular now, but I've always been true to it, I and I didn't that. go away or you know try to whitewash my style or be anything other than what I wanted to celebrate, which was our fashion. 
I love it. Ghetto until proven fashionable. That's but, right. Huh, huh, <laughs> take that. That's but right. you've been defining and really creating. I mean, you were there like, you know, during the early days of hip hop and R&B when everything was, you know, really starting to happen. So your contributions truly shaped the culture, not only in the U.S., but the world. You know, you see everybody Thank trying you. to recreate these looks now, you know, yeah. or <laughs> Thank been you. doing it. You go to Japan, I'm sure you're like, hey, yeah. hold on, I did that. <laughs> Especially with the hair, like yeah. you mentioned, you're, you're, you know, not only the the actual looks, but the hair. You take, you know, the hair and the beauty elements to the looks that you do are truly um, out of this world. So I love it. Thank so you. Much. Yeah, hair is an accessory. Like my good friend Gabby says, she's a uh, celebrity hairstylist. Hair is an it. accessory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what? What was interesting also when I was working in the fashion office, you know, I saw you know firsthand just how. Black designers and stylists and celebrities, you know, were often denied access to, you know, various looks and and clothing, yes. certain brands. So I'm curious, you know, in the earlier stages of your career, um, how were you able to access that clothing and and you know get those brands on, you know, these you know hip hop artists and and you know R and B stars? Well, in the beginning, I wasn't able to have access and that led me to design and to create my own looks uh and then um as my clients became you know the trendsetters and they were hot and everybody wanted to work with them those doors did begin to open um and you know it, it became pretty easy at that point however um i love designing myself and i love supporting um, other brands, Black-owned brands like April Walker, Walker Wear, she was a huge supporter when I wasn't able to get into the um, luxury fashion showrooms and um, street brands, streetwear brands like Aniche and Mecca and FUBU and um, all those guys who are the backbone of what, you know, is happening today with streetwear and in in high fashion they were actually the trailblazers around that so i would pull from those designers and create my own looks and i was big on shopping like at paragon sports there was a lot oh, of sportswear yeah. elements mary would have the hockey jerseys and the tennis skirts and um the 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 guys that i work with wore a lot of jerseys too so you know sports has always been big and hip hop and hip hop culture as well. So those were easy things. And, and you know what? You hear about those big budgets in the nineties, right? <laughs> yep. So we bought a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's we where just went it went. And, bought it. and yeah. then you return it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And those days they didn't even return it. I think what? people have to do that now because the budgets are smaller for a lot of up and coming stylists. But yeah, no, we bought everything. Chanel, oh Louis Vuitton, Gucci. We bought it and they kept it. Yep. What? Oh my mm -hmm. God. That sounds like a dream. So like literally <laughs> after the shoot where you're like, okay, so I'm going to take this one, this one. You keep that one. Like, was there a big like meeting as to who would keep what? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the artists always wanted to keep everything. If they were kind enough, they would give some stuff away. <laughs> Kept it professional. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. You so, know, some <laughs> of us did. Some of us didn't. Huh. But, you know. <laughs> huh, we know about that styling and being on the opposite end. I'm like, um, where are those shoes that I loaned you? You know, I see you yeah. at Fashion Week with those shoes on. You need to wear them. So I know, I know the game. So you know, what is your approach to style curation? Like, 
do you have mood boards? Are there journals full of notes, like cutouts, mm-hmm. tear sheets? Like how, like, where do you put it all? I create, I create mood boards, but it's, it first starts with, um, being inspired by something, music, color, the person, if the person is an artist listening to their music, and then it goes from that to a mood board. Um, and sometimes tear sheets, but a lot of what I'm creating, it comes from my imagination and my mind. It's not anything that I can, I go out to look for, you know what I mean? If that yeah. makes sense. Like I don't go outside. I, I start from inside out. You're magical. So do you have like dreams about looks sometimes? I do have dreams, a lot of dreams about looks, about a lot of things. But yes, I do have a lot of dreams, very vivid dreams. Yeah, I'm a true creative. My imagination is very, very, very big. And that's been my the 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 basis for my talent, my imagination. And it's a God-given gift. And I feel like it's divine. And I feel like it's given to me. Ah. Uh. Speaking of that divinity, which is so Mm -hmm. true, Um, you know, you have created the looks for so many iconic hip hop figures of our time and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, clearly of those to come who get, you know, get inspiration from them. So like, you know, the Joe to see Mary J Blige, Lil Kim, Missy Elliott, the, the list goes on. Kamora Lee Simmons as well. Cause I know you were in her closet. I remember. Oh yes. And we were like, like, it's Visa. And like the way you organize her looks in the, in the little photo books. And then, Oh my God, I wanted to recreate that. Like we were kids watching. We're like, oh my god we need to do what Mies is doing with Kimura's wardrobe yeah. you know we had little wardrobes but it was inspirational so I love that closet that was my <laughs> office for oh, many years gorgeous hey Kimura come on come on the show when you can girl <laughs> um so you know you've created all these looks like what you know what would you say ultimately has defined your success like what what has kept you in the game this long what keeps you you know just at the top you know, even when, even when, you know, it looked like, you know, they were like, oh, who's Misa? You know, a lot of mm-hmm. us do, you know, Black mm-hmm. folk who, who have followed your career. And now it's expanding. But what would you say has sort of kept you um, in the game this long? Believing in myself um, and courage to just keep going and trust. So believing in myself, courage and trust in the process. I, w- I don't always know what the next thing is, but I know it's something good and I believe in it. So, you know, I'm creating my experience by the way that I look at life and the way that I look at opportunity. Absolutely. And I did watch. Thank God. Remix. Yes, God. Yes. <laughs> that on- First and foremost. Okay. Huh. Oh, and you know what? I have to say this and keeping a great team around me because you can't do what I've done alone is impossible and i've had a great team of loyal intelligent creative dedicated hard-working people that um have been a huge blessing and that has helped me to be able to keep going and to do as much as i've been able to do amazing teams are so important y'all Let's yes gotta get one of those seriously yes, I watched the remix, the documentary, mm-hmm. which yes. I loved. And I know, I know Lisa Cortez. Hey girl. Um, hey girl. Loved, loved the documentary. And My Capricorn sister. <laughs> yeah. <Is she> a Cap- <laughs> 
find yeah, out. Yeah, she is. Let yeah. me find out. Um, she, you know, just uh, the the documentary is phenomenal. I would really recommend that everyone uh, watch it. Our whole team, I was like, you guys got to watch the documentary before the interview. Um, it There was a part in there that just really tugged at my heartstrings, like where you were just mm-hmm. talking about, you know, making some, you know, the, the financial challenges at one point in your life and, you know, how yes. to sell the house and just like keep it moving like how yes how how do you get over those tough times like how did how did you rebuild you know after after those moments well tough times don't last for long unless you make it last longer than it needs to um it was extremely hard at the time but um again god and prayer and just knowing that i could get to the other side i think once you get over not liking something you can get to the other side of it. And so it's a process, it's steps, you know, and it's almost like steps in healing, right? So you first you're mad and upset. You might beat yourself up and feel bad and allow other people maybe to make you feel a certain kind of way. And then you get up, brush yourself off and start being hopeful. And as long as you keep hope and faith in God, you can achieve anything. Anything is possible. And a whole new world opens up for you when you make that choice. So it's a decision that takes a lot of, um, mental focus and clarity, you know, to get out of. And looking back, it built character and it was very necessary for me to go through that because I emerged from that even stronger, more powerful, better. And look at everything that has happened since that point and what I'm doing now. So it speaks to what I'm saying. On fire, on fire. And uh, okay, life coach, I hear you, life coach. I know you're a life coach as well. Yes, I'm like, I let am. me take my, let me take my notes. I'm trying, yes, listen, me, so I'm trying to sign up for the life coaching. So, you yes. know, I'm going to have to circle back on. Yeah, on the services. I would love to have you. Um, I, I would like, yes, yes. I'm so mm-hmm. there fangirling. Um, so <laughs> what advice would you give to, you know, black designers and stylists who aspire to create in the industry now. I know there's been a mm-hmm. lot of changes, which yes. is phenomenal. High five Brandis at Harlem's Fashion Row. Well, I was just about yes. to say, get to We have her on the show. We love her. She's a friend. I love Brandis. That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, she, yes. she's a powerhouse. Yes. She's a powerhouse. I love her so much. Um, I, I, again, you got to believe in yourself and have faith and then network. You should know who Brandis Daniels is. You should know Harlem's Fashion Row, the Black and Fashion Council. You should know who they are. There's so many amazing organizations out there now who are, who are, um, focused on supporting Black designers and creatives and making sure that they're not only protected, but they're, they're, they're getting the opportunities that they deserve and myself as well through education with the Mies Hilton Fashion Academy. So there's so many great organizations that are leading the way and creating space for us as black creatives through education, mentorship, opportunity, scholarship, um, protection and support. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how did you get tapped for this this new role at MCM. Well, I don't know if it's so new now, but you know, just yeah. being the global <laughs> creative partner. I mean, I was yeah. like, what? What? When it launched, and I saw you know, Lil Kim was there at the launch, and yes. all of your friends, everybody looked yeah. fabulous. How did mm-hmm. that happen? Like what? Well, um, MCM funded the remix documentary. The remix had pop times fashion documentary and Rita Shukman, who was a VP at the time, reached out to me once I 
signed and came on board for the documentary. And she wanted me to create custom looks for Big Daddy Kane, Ninth Wonder, and Rhapsody. And she invited me to the office and they were so, so kind. And, you know, they opened up the doors to me. I sat with um, the design team and they, they gave me access to every fabric, every piece of hardware. I was able to create anything that I wanted. And that's all I ever needed was to get my foot in the door. So the rest is history. That, I mean, your pieces are hot. Y'all, you guys got to check Thank it out. You. And you're checking yes, check out up. the remix shop. <laughs> yeah, check out the remix shop at mcmworldwide.com. Yes, yes. I mean, the pieces are fire. I was like, who comes up with this? Of course, Misa does. Misa does. So, you know, just uh, getting back to, you know, your creative genius. Uh, what are some of the strategies that you use to communicate you know, your dreams and the visions that you have to your clients and and really showing Mm -hmm. them how it would elevate who they are authentically or, you know, the the brand presence that they portray. Yeah, but it's it's always a co-creation and I'm building from who they are already, you know, so getting to know the client is extremely important and know that and getting to know their art and what their goals are and the demographic that they are selling to or appealing to or care about. And I start from that place. So it's really about connecting and like having an understanding, a lot of talking and consulting and getting to know who they are and who they want to be in the world. And because image is very personal. And so I don't create to, like I don't create outside and I create inside out. So it's really just natural, a natural process. And um, I don't think that I'm necessarily saying to them, I want to elevate you, but more so I want to build with you, you know, and, and create something that complements your artistry or no matter what it is. I mean, you know, I work with athletes as well and actors and actresses not just musicians so it's about what their goals are at that time and what they're looking to achieve I love that and is there is there always just a little piece of Misa in the look just a little piece every time every time (laughs) you already know you're gonna see some pop of color in there you're gonna see (laughs) something you'll know the details I love (laughs) it the details yeah. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, you. one th- another thing uh, I love so much about you is that you're an amazing mom, and I oh, am a mom of a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Thankfully, mm. they're not here right now screaming. But <laughs> we are good. But, you know, I'm curious. You know, from your perspective, you know what what would you say? Like, how has motherhood helped? you throughout your personal and professional journey because I I I think when it comes to management as well like being a mom it's just like boom 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 like we got it Mm -hmm. together like from your Mm -hmm. perspective and and your life like how has it made you a better person personally and professionally I think it's kept me grounded and it gave me something to keep pushing for and to keep working for and to keep striving because my kids are my biggest inspiration and a lot of what I have done is for them and who I and how I carry myself how I conduct my business and how I show up in the world and you know as a mother it's not an easy job you don't always get it right but 
you know, you do the best you can do. And I think that as mothers, that's what we all try to do the best that we can do. And, you know, we're people too. So remembering that, you know, I'm human. And as long as I'm doing the best that I could do and my kids are good, have good hearts and they love God and they want to be good people that then I'm successful. You know, everything else is experience. So, and I was able to, 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 um, to give them that. So Oh, that yeah. is a word. You, know, you just do the best you could do. That's it. And when you when you don't do good, you do better next time and you learn and you grow because you're growing together with your, your children. No one has been a mother before. Does it, you don't get a manual. No. Nope. You just do the best that you can do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can tell you one thing with more than one kid, you need structure. That was big for me. Structure. It's kicking in now. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. All right. I need to like really, you know, boost my organization skills here. I thought I had Mm -hmm. it together now. Now it's like, okay, let's figure this out. So that's very helpful advice. So, you know, I'm curious. I just have to, I just have to like squeeze this in. Like, what Mm -hmm. are you into right now? Cause you're always on the pulse of what's next. Like, are there designers that you're like really, well, obviously MCM, but you know, like Mm -hmm. any other designers that are sort of like piquing your interest or trends even like I'm trying to take notes. Yeah. I love Jason Rembert. Mm -hmm. Um, Aliette. I love, um, Fee Noel. Yes. I love um Kimberly Goldson. Ah, so beautiful. Yeah. Love. Yeah. I love all of those designers. And I saw you at the um Pierre Moss show. Of in course the I audience. Love I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> it was like a I black family Kirby. reunion that I like I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm yeah. totally missing it. It was like the barbecue, but like other like the fashion industry was like invited to the barbecue and yeah. you're like doing your thing. So you're like, I hope y'all get what's happening right now, but like we're having a barbecue. It was gorgeous. Yeah, you know who yeah, that that was the best fashion fashion show I've ever been to Ooh. in my whole career. Yeah, it was amazing. I also Chills. love Samaria, Samaria Leah. Yes. Which yes. is um LL Cool J is Simone's daughter. She's dope. Wow. wow. It just I mean, I was like in tears watching the live stream. So I can only mm-hmm. imagine what it was like actually being there. That's amazing. Yep. Well speaking of like the the best fashion show you've ever been to, one of our favorite questions on the show that we like to ask every guest is what is your favorite fashion moment of all time? It can be personal, professional, or both. You know, some people have childhood memories that really um, spark the magic, but something that was just truly, truly magical uh, for you. You know, I thought about that. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have a favorite. I don't have a favorite client. I don't have a favorite fashion moment of my own. I love it all. I love fashion, period. I just love dope shit. Yes. So, <laughs> period. That's what I, can you just, can you have like a highlight reel on your IG <laughs> that just says dope shit and like we just check it and it'll just be a list. It could be shoes. It could be whatever your pick yeah. for the day. Cause yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to know. We're all, we yeah. all know. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Well, you are fantastic. And this truly has been a dream come true chatting with you. It's, it's a full circle moment for me. And I just, you know, you're doing, 
I mean, you're doing covers. Like, is there, are there any upcoming projects you can share with us right now? Or is it kind of, yes, I can share one. (laughs) I have a, I have a collaboration uh, with Macy's dropping in March, 2020. (gasps) Um, Wait, okay. (laughs) Hold on. So does that mean we need to get our coins together? Oh no! Well, a little bit, but not like for MCM. Okay, because you already know with MCM. Okay, (laughs) you know it's like like a budget every month. You know, (laughs) that together. But yes, yes, a collaboration with INC. (gasps) Stop it! Yeah. Oh, I'm. You know what? I can't wait. I, I can't wait, everybody. Like, set your alarm clocks, you know, do, <laughs> you know, set your reminders on your phones. Mm-hmm. And we'll be sure to, you know, promote that, uh, promote thank the you. drop for sure. Yes. Well, thank you thank so you. much, Misa. You're everything. Again, I'm circling back on those, on those coaching services. Yeah. You could go right over to Misa Hilton 360 Transformation and you can book a discovery session right from Instagram. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much, Misa. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. Okay, you too. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me for this week of A Fashion Moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.